Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Open Stride Podcast. This is going to be another continuous episode of our breakdown of the NFC Conference. This this time we're doing the NFC Division, the NFC East, everybody's favorite division, the one that gets talked about the most all year long, the one that everybody loves to hate, the Cowboys. Either you're hating on the Cowboys, uh, you're talking about the Giants, or you're talking about the Washington football team, or you're talking about the Eagles. Like This division gets the most slander or love, depending on the fan base, from any division I know of in the whole NFL. So, this should be fun. So, joining me today, you know I like to bring in the guests every time we do these breakdowns. And this time, we got my boy Zay. Zay ain't been on in a while, man. When we, when I first started making my episodes, Zay came on like three straight shows in a row. And since then, I'm I'm deep in the game. And Zay, he ain't been coming back. So, I guess, you know, my boy been busy here at Nurse Bay. Nurse Bay back in the building. That not, dynamic duo is finally back together. Zay, how you feeling, dog? I'm straight, man. Just sitting here ready to see the stupidity that you come up with, Matthew. Ah, oh, man, come on, dog. You know I'm the brightest mind in this area. I'm the brightest <laughs> mind this, this side of the Mississippi. So let's get into it. So just like every other conference and division, um, the way we're doing it is um, going from bottom to worst. I mean, by worst to best. Excuse me. So uh, I'm going to start with the Philadelphia uh, Eagles, man. The Philadelphia Eagles, man. This is this is the team I think is going to have the worst record in the whole NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles. So people may be like, "What? What are you talking about?" So I got them going six and eleven. So I don't feel like this. I don't feel like this too bad. So I got the Philadelphia Eagles having the worst record in the NFC East coming out this year, man, in 2021. And I don't think that's too bad, man. I feel like that's going to be a a, a productive year for them. I know the record doesn't say that uh, they didn't have a best season last year, but they went 4-11 last year. So I got them improving by two games. Um, they got a new new coach, Coach Nick, going to be a first-year head coach. He used to be the former offensive coordinator for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Now he's coming over to the Philadelphia uh, Eagles to see what he can do with their offense. Everybody knows it's going to be the Jalen Hurts show. They're going to give the reins to him and let him take over the show for them and see what he can do as a, the new franchise quarterback for them. Or if he can prove to be a franchise quarterback, who knows? He may not He may not be able to prove to be that guy. But we definitely going to see what he can do. Um, they took Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner, um, wide receiver in the first round, their first overall pick in the first round. So that's, that's definitely uh, – that's definitely going to be pretty good for them. Um, they they blundered their last year pick by taking a wide receiver in the first round by taking a, a Jalen um, and not taking Justin Jefferson. So they blundered that away. So hopefully they got this year right and they can get it right and move forward with uh, Devontae Smith. Um, he did he did deal with a little knee sprain, um, but he seems like he's going to be back uh, healthy in a couple of weeks. And I just want to say one thing about the Philadelphia Eagles, man. What's going on with y'all training staff? Every year somebody's getting hurt. I know every year somebody get hurt on teams regardless. You're playing football. It's, it's the most dangerous sport in uh, in America. But, God dang. It's like, what are y'all – are y'all feeding them the right food? Are y'all working out the right rays? Are y'all stressing? Are y'all doing yoga? What's going on with y'all? Like, Carson Wentz, I know he gone. Carson Wentz, Jalen Rieger, 
now hurts. Last year, I did y'all let two years ago, y'all had to play dudes from the uh the training training team, the practice squad, because none of y'all starting wide receivers can stay healthy. The O line getting hurt. Like, what is going to me? I think. The Philadelphia Eagles should do a full-on investigating of what's going on with their training staff. Y'all need to figure that out because it's just not right that all y'all players keep getting injured. And I and I wish the best for them. I hate when players get injured, but man, come on, man, let's get it together. So that's that's how I mean that's just my quick takeaway. I don't want to say everything because like I said, I got I got Zay here with me, and I just want him to get in there and see what he thinks about the Eagles and why I have them. Even if he agree, he may think they're gonna be a bit better, or he may think they're gonna be worse. Let's see what Zay thinks. Nah, I think they'll be okay. I don't think they'll be. I don't know about getting six six wins. They may. I think they probably will be around the same as they were last year, about four wins. Um, Devontae, we just gonna see. Uh, yeah, Louisiana boy, so you know, you know, what I'm saying? I like them. I like them in school. Um, but it's just the question. It's a lot of question marks with him, mainly on the size. I know a lot of times people say speed kills, but. You're getting pressed up by some of these NFL corners. It's a little bit different, you know. He gets pressed up by somebody of the like a, a physical corner, like Jalen Ramsey or or someone that Stephon Gilmore or something like that. That's a little different. They may not be as fast as him, but it's all about the physicals. Now, if he's on open field, then yeah. But I think there's a couple of question marks. Jalen Hurts, he showed some potential, but he kind of regressed after that first start or two. He could play, like, what, four games? And the second two games, it wasn't the greatest in the world. Um, he has to get better with probably decision-making and um, and a little bit of accuracy when it comes to some of the passes. Now, the offensive line is where I saw them struggle last year, man. Carson Wentz, we can put all the blame on Carson Wentz, which a lot of it was his fault. But that offensive line was just injury riddle. And the thing is, the, thing, the fact is a lot of the teams they played last year are some of the best pass rushers in the – in the NFL, Carson Wentz was on the ground every play running for his life. They literally, like you said, practice squad guys on the offensive line in week two of the season. So hopefully the durability will be a little bit better. Defense may be a little issue. It was good in the past, but last year, they were, again, they were injury riddled. So we'll just see how all of them come back. But I agree, they probably will be last place unless they just do something spectacular and surprise me. I think they'll be last place in the NFC East this year. Exactly, exactly, and I agree. I agree. And the offensive line, yeah, just like you talk about it, they got Lane, Lane Johnson, of course, all alive. I got Brandon um, Brooks, you know what I'm saying, Jason Kelsey. All, all these guys have been around for a while. Um, tight end, Dallas, he's, he's going to have a pretty good year. He's, he's actually had an okay year going to last year, but this is going to be the first year in a while they're coming into a season that uh, uh, Zach, Zach Ertz is not their leading tight end. So that's gonna be different. Excuse me. All right, that's gonna be different. But yeah, we're gonna definitely see how that 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 goes. Uh, the running back situation. They got Miles Sanders. We're gonna see how he plays. Um, Greg Ward played good for them at the wide receiver spot. But not, like I said, Jalen. Hoping he has a shake back year because um, he, you know, what I'm saying he he didn't have a good year. He did. He was injured injured a lot. But one thing I want to talk about overall with the Philadelphia. Eagles, before we move on, is that they're rumored to to try to go get Deshaun Sean Watson, man. That's 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 what the word. That's what the, that's what they said on the grapevine. I don't, I, ain't, I ain't here to confirm anything, but that's what I heard through the grapevine that they rumored to try to get Deshaun, man. They got three first round on potential three first round 
draft picks next year going on to the future second round picks and um they may they may try to get the shine man so how you feel about the shine playing for the eagles like i know we're not gonna stay on this a long time because it's just speculation it's just rumors but like if they were able to pull that off and get the shine over there move hurts to houston whatever they had to do give the draft picks and got the shine to the um eagles how would you feel about the shine being in your division with your washington football team I absolutely hate it, man. I do not want to deal with Deshaun Watson in the next 10 years in the same division, bro. I don't. <laughs> like, I can deal with that, that Prescott. I can could have dealt with Carson Wentz, but, man, but I believe that Deshaun Watson is a completely different level player when it comes to just talent. And the fact is I don't even believe he still hit his, um, hit his ceiling yet, so it's just crazy. He's better than both of them, and he hasn't even gotten – I don't think he's the best that he can be, and I don't want to deal with that the next 15 years, man. I just don't. I know we got Chase Young over there, man, but it's just I, I just don't want to deal with that. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I mean, if Deshaun – I mean, I don't want to lose Deshaun in Houston anyway, but I say it every time in all my episodes. I'm pro player all the time, pro player. So if he decided that he want to go play for a different team, I'm not mad. I'm going to do your thing to shine. But if he was to go to the Eagles, I feel like that'd be a beautiful landing spot for him. I know it wouldn't work out for you being a Washington football team, but Deshaun, Dak, all in one division with players like Chase Young in that division, like I feel like that that would turn your divisions from one of the worst to one of the best. So, yeah, man, that, um, Deshaun Watson being in uh, Philly would be that'd – be, that'd be box office right there. That'd be, that'd be something – that I, I I may get it a shine watching jersey, no cap, <laughs> no cap. I may I may become a Philly fan. Nah, I, I may become a Philly. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. So yeah, the next team we're gonna talk about is gonna be the uh, the team I think is gonna be just gonna finish second to last in the division, and it's really second to last, but it could be last. Cause I got them having the same record as the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, that's gonna be the New York Giants. I know a lot of people out there may be like the Giants six and eleven. Yes, yes. Yes, dog. Yes, I'm not a believer in Danny Dimes. They did all these offseason moves. They got uh, Shaquan coming back. Um, they got so much going on, and I still, after all that, got them finishing six and eleven, dog. After I went through the my first my, can you like I said, I broke down every game in the whole NFL game by game, one by one. And when I first my first walkthrough. I, I had them finish eight and nine. Then I went back and did some more research, did some more this, yada, yada, yada. I ended up making them six and 11. So they can easily swing and be eight and nine or nine and eight and surprise me. But right now, I'm going to stand on my six and 11. I might go waiver. Uh, they got they got uh, Barkley coming. Like I said, they got Barkley coming back. Shaquan, um, I think he's the best running back in the NFL by far. Uh, I ain't going to say by far, but I think he's the best. I think he cleared it, clearly the best. Yeah, bro. I think he clearly did. Who you think the best? Derrick Henry? <clears throat> bro, in the league, what you got when you got Derrick Henry and CMC, bro? No. No, I don't think he's the best. He's top three, three, four, but he's not the – I don't think he's the best, Matthew, at all. You got to do it. It literally just went for 2,000 yards and 17 touchdowns, and you don't think he's the best running back in the league, bro? No, listen. I'm gonna, let me say it like this. Derrick Henry made me a believer. I'm gonna say that when he had that, when he had like the year he just had was an amazing year. Last season he had a good year, and I was like, "Yeah, he did that, but he ain't gonna be able to do that again." So I still don't, I'm still not gonna put no respect on his name. He doubled down, did even better, and I was just like, "Okay, 
You got my attention now. You 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 like that. You like that. But I, I still even how. with that with take Shaquan dog. I just don't see listen, it. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. And I, and I, <laughs> I I can understand. I can understand why you don't see it because like you like you just said, look at what he's doing. Look what Derrick Henry is doing. He's putting up crazy numbers. He's having he's running people over, stiff woman people going viral for throwing Josh uh Norman across the field. Like he's doing stuff that people's just like, what the heck? He's a he's a like a he's like six three and two hundred and fifty pounds. So he's like a brick wall and it's like anybody in the NFL should want him on their team. And I and I and I can see why. So let me break this down. So last season, I'm I'm gonna be quick because this ain't got nothing to do with Derrick Henry. You're not even on the AFC South, but I'm gonna make this quick. Last season, Derrick Henry did what? He he went he went for two thousand yards and ran for uh, seventeen touchdowns. Amazing, amazing. He had nineteen receptions on one hundred and nineteen, one hundred and fourteen yards. So he's mainly just a bailback. He's somebody that's gonna give you. The, he's not gonna be somebody to catch out of backfield. He's not gonna be somebody to to catch the, the lineup like a wide receiver. He's not gonna do nothing. But if you just want to appear straight running back, that's your man. Now let me talk about Saquon. Let me talk about that boy. Let me talk about him. So he was hurt last season. So boom, he was out. He was hurt. He uh, he he messed his knee up. Praying for him. Praying he come back healthy. His rookie season, right? His rookie season. That's the last year he was 100 percent healthy. Last season he was he was so so the season after his rookie season, sophomore season, he was so so. He was he was dealing with injuries all, throughout the whole season. He, he missed three games. But this past season he got injured completely. He was gone. He only played two games. His rookie season walked into the NFL as a rookie and put up 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns, and from receptions, he caught he caught. Listen, he caught 91 receptions for 721 yards for four touchdowns. So that means this man caught 91 receptions, almost 800 yards, four touchdowns. On top of that, rushed for 1,300 yards with 11 touchdowns. So that means he's beating you on the ground and he's beating you in the air. He can line up with wide receivers. He can catch out the backfield. He can he can get in between tackles. He can do. He's a complete back. He can give you everything. So that's why I would take Shaquan and CMC. People will be like, "Well, CMC does the same thing." You 100 percent right. CMC does. And Chris McCaffrey for the people that don't know who CMC is. Chris McCaffrey he does do the same thing. He catches out the backfield. He he's amazing too. Like he. Let's talk about his numbers. Since we just throwing numbers out there, since we on the topic, let's talk about Chris McCaffrey. He had like an amazing year last year too, because um, just overall, I, I drafted him on my fantasy team, so I know he did overall. But let's break his numbers down. Chris McCaffrey last season, there were injuries again. I mean, not not again, but just like Saquon, there were injuries. Only played three games, so he didn't play that much. He did he did okay in those three games, but the season before that, what he do? He had. 1,300 yards, 1,400, damn near 1,400 yards, 15 touchdowns, and through the air, he had 116 receptions with 1,000 yards and four t- and four catches. He did that when he was three years in, though. Saquon almost did that same thing walking in as a rookie. That's my saying. That's my thing, though. So CMC walked in as a rookie and gave 435 yards rushing, two touchdowns, and 651 yards receiving. He was more he was more so a slot receiver his first year than a running back. 
Saquon walked into the NFL and put up crazy numbers. Derrick Henry couldn't do that. CMC, he, he didn't do that. And now Saquon is going to come back this year. And he's gonna do. He's gonna be back healthy, and he's gonna put up amazing numbers going to his fourth year. He's gonna get that new contract, and it's gonna be all well and done. That's what I gotta say about that. Say now, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, even though we're not even talking about no running back debate, I want you to talk on this. Go ahead. All right, bro. Okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk on Giants part and that little what you just said, man. Cause yeah, I, I, I feel you. I feel it, but I feel like the Giants are a lot better than you think they are. There's a reason that. They came along towards the end of the season. Their roster is not bad. Of course, I think they overpaid on some players like Adore Jackson and a couple other pickups they had. I don't believe in Danny Dimes either. And I believe Saquon, I'm not saying he's not a great – I feel like he's top three, four running back in the league. I'm not saying that he's not going to be a big force. Because to be honest, if they do end up coming up second or in the NFC East, a lot of times, most likely it's going to be because of Saquon Barkley. And plus, they came up and added a few more key additions to their roster. So yeah, I mean, I feel. I don't know about six, and I don't. I don't think they'll. I I think they'll get around seven wins, maybe. I think they'll. I think around seven and ten is where I think I will put them. I think. I think so. About six, seven wins, around what you said. But I do think if they do come up and end up have, having eight, nine wins, I would not be surprised. Especially if Danny Dimes has a breakout year. If he doesn't have a breakout year, Danny Dimes is out the door. Because, I mean, I'm, they didn't give Haskins. I mean, I'm saying like, Haskins been gone. And it was between Haskins and Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes is gone if he don't have a good year this year. But then back to you, man. I don't – We my argument to that, bro, is we're not talking about rookie years, man. We're not talking about that. We're talking about now. I don't care what Saquon did his rookie year. He was amazing, of course. I mean, he was hurt last year, so I can't count that against him. But we're talking about now. And right now – the best running back is Derrick Henry. And also, I can say the same thing about CMC. CMC was hurt last year as well. So I can't even put him into that conversation right now exactly. But if we're going to put off of just straight ability, straight skill, yeah, Saquon is in top three, but I don't think he's that much more talented than CMC is. And, yeah, you're saying that uh, Derrick Henry didn't catch um, a lot of passes and everything. I mean, it's in the name, right? I mean, of course, the game has changed. It's in the name. It's a running back, bro. I'm not going to judge a running back because they don't catch passes. You know what I'm saying? He does what he does, and he does it well, man. He got into the, they've been in the playoffs the last few years. So, with all that being said, yeah, top three, you know what I'm saying? Because, in my opinion, Saquon is not the best runner of the football in the league, and he's also not the best catcher, pass catcher. You know, to be honest, I think CMC and Kamara are better pass catchers. I think Derrick Henry and I think Nick Chubb are better runners. So does that really – if he's not the best in two main categories that you basically account him for, then does that make him the best running back? What are you basing it off of? Potential? But that's really what I got to just say about that, man. <laughs> I understand that completely. I understand that completely. And my thing is, you're right. You're right. We want if you want you to be a running back, be a running back. Cool, that's a hundred percent sure. But I'm just saying, I want my running back to be able to do do multiple things. Like if you were talking about the NBA player, if we want you to do one thing, cool. But if you could be a, a three level scorer, that's even better. And and Shaquan is a three level scorer right now. That's what he is. He's the equivalent to a three level scorer. And and to talk about your point about what he did his rookie season, I understand that we're not talking about. We're not. I'm not saying that. Just because he did that makes him better than him now. 
right now, Derrick Henry is a dog. He's 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 so okay. People could ask you who your five favorite players in the NBA. You can give and who your five favorite players in the NBA or who your five favorite quarterbacks in the NBA, or they can ask you who are the best quarterbacks in the NBA. Those two different answers. If you ask me who my five favorite quarterbacks in the NFL, I'm gonna give you five quarterbacks. If you ask me who is the best quarterbacks in the NFL, that could be a, that's like a, that should be a consistent lift. Like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Russell Wilson, all them. So when you say when they ask me who is the who do I think who the best running back in the NFL is, I'm gonna say Saquon. But if you're going just based off the numbers, I I get I I I, I take my hat off. Derek Henry, you got it, bro. Take my hat off. He got it. He 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 he's the man. He's the man. He's he's wearing that crown. He's King Henry. I can't I can't take nothing from him. But if you ask me who I would want going into the season, I'm taking Saquon every day. Saquon, Saquon, Saquon. Every day. No, no whole balls. I'm taking Saquon over. I'm taking he, CMC. Saquon just a super version of CMC. CMC with what? 102, he like 200 pounds. Saquon about like 230, 240. He's just like a super version of us, CMC. That's all he is. So yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Saquon. But I ain't mad at you for going with uh Derek. I ain't mad at you at all. But Saquon, that boy, he that dog, man. But this, I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about the the uh cause that kind of threw both of us off that whole conversation. I'm gonna talk about the whole Eagles. I'm not the Eagles, but the uh giant situation and um let you know. So the dishes they made is Kenny uh Kenny Galloway, they bought in John Ross. They bought in um, Cal uh, Rudolph. They bought in some players like that. Um, they got Sterling Shepard coming back. They got Darius Slayton coming back. They got Evan Ingram coming back. So um, they bought in a lot of weapons for Danny Dimes. So Dan- Daniel Jones, this is his, like you said, this is his year that he has to get it done. If he don't get it done this year, uh, they, they're going to be looking to move him. They're going to be looking to get somebody in the draft or bring in a free agent um, quarterback. Uh, they, they may go get Aaron Rodgers for all we know. So, um, this is this is his year to make something happen. Um, the O line is weak, uh, so it's it's tough right there. It's the development O line, so they, they're gonna have to get better with the O line. Um, get, get some more chemistry. But Danny had eleven touchdowns for ten interceptions last year with multiple fumbles. He had more turnovers than touchdowns, including his interceptions and fumbles. He had more turnovers than touchdowns. So, uh, and also, Pro Football Focus has their roster ranked nineteenth coming into the season based on what they did last year. And I did I, I forgot to bring it up for uh the last team, the Eagles. Pro football focus has their roster ranked 29th at um, Philadelphia Eagles. But yeah, man, um the, the best part about the um the Giants is gonna be their defense at the end of the day. They all line is dangerous with uh, uh Leonard, Leonard Williams and Derek Derek Dexter Lawrence, your boy from Clemson. Um it, that's going to be their most dangerous, and, and also their secondary with uh, James Bradbury, uh, Jackson, Logan Ryan, Xavier McKinney, um, Julian Love. It's just like it's their secondaries. It's nice. Their defense, their uh, D line is nice. So we're going to see how they do going into the season. But uh, that's going to be their focal point. Their defense is going to be that's going to win the most of their games. Danny Dimes, it's, it's on you, brother. The ball is in your hand, literally. Don't fumble it away. Literally, do not fumble it away because you tend to have small hands. You can't hold on to the ball. So we're going to see how, they, how he does. So we're going to our next team, man. And um, this is this is where it's about. Y'all thought that Saquon, Derek Henry conversation was interesting. This is where it's about to get interesting right here. This is why I wanted Zay on this episode right here because we're talking about the Washington football team. And, man, oh, man, 
I'm going to go give y'all some quick facts, and me and Zay will go into our conversation. So I got them finishing third in the division. I got them not making the playoffs, though. I got them going nine and eight. They finished 79 last year. They won a division. They did make the playoffs. And they they gave they gave um the Bucks about the toughest push out of any team in the playoffs last year. So um I got them going nine and uh, uh nine and eight, missing the playoff, and um finishing one game behind the Cowboys. I go ahead and say that now. I got them finishing one game behind the Cowboys. And um dog, so their quarterback is gonna be Fist Magic, right? Some reports came out recently um, through our training camp preseason. They were talking about uh, um, Tyler Henneke, that he was dominating up in practice. He may he may steal that starting spot from um, Fitzmagic. Who knows? But at the end of the day, it could be Henneke. It could be um, Fitzmagic. Either one of those guys, I ain't scared of either one of them. So it don't matter who, who gets the starting spot. They can play the starting spot together. They can just both line up behind center and one be the running back and one be the, be the quarterback. It don't matter. So. The biggest thing about the Washington football team is going to be their their defense. That D-line is ferocious. That D-line is probably one of the best, if not the best, in the whole NFL. So you got Chase Young, you got Payne, you got Jonathan Allen, you got uh, Sweat, and that in their secondary, you got uh, uh, Curl, uh, uh, Cameron Curl. So they got they got some they got some players on that defense that you got to worry about. Uh, they got some players on that defense. They they, they clearly. I feel like they have the best defense in the whole um NFC East. Uh I feel like the uh the Giants are right behind them. Um, but I feel like they have the best defense overall. Um and then the their first pick overall that they made in the draft was another defensive player. They got a linebacker, Jalen Phillips. So they they really trying to hone in on what their identity is. And their identity is clearly the defensive side. Now if you go to the offensive side. They got Antonio uh, Gibson. Came in last season as a rookie. Had a good season. Had a good season. Um, I'm not saying that he was like a world beater, but he he, he played good. He played good. The offensive line is weak. This is going to be Ryan Rivera's second year under the helm as their head coach. We're going to see what he does since being over there. Um, it was funny that he came. Or well, not? Honestly, wasn't funny. Honestly, but it was it was it was interesting that he came out showing so much frustration with the organization and, and the players. By, so, by having so many unvaccinated players. And he was just like, man, I'm dealing with all my own health issues. Now I got to come to my job. And I'm I'm coaching guys that don't even want to get vaccinated to, to help us all. But that's another story for another day. I'm not trying to get in the uh, vaccinated, unvaccinated debate with people. But uh, so, yeah, man, they um they have a good roster. Um, overall, pro football focus have their roster ranked 12th overall, man. So that means they, they do have a good roster. Uh, they they have a, almost a top ten roster in quarter to pro, pro football focus. That's their stats. Uh, but yeah, man, um, the best offensive player is going to be t- uh, Terry. Terry, a dog. I, I like Terry. I like Terry. Terry last season, he has to get better with getting the ball in the end zone, though, man. I I, I will say that I can't put it all on him because he does need a quarterback. But man, oh man, he has to get better with getting the ball in the end zone with eighty seven receptions, one thousand one hundred nineteen yards, and only four touchdowns. That's tough. That's tough. So I, I said a lot. I'm, I want you to go ahead and jump in that, Zay, because this is your squad, and, and I just want to hear what you got to say about me got to finishing second in the division and not making the playoffs. First of all, you disrespectful, bro. I expected it coming. I saw it coming, bro. I saw it coming. And also, I'm, I'm going to answer a question. I'm going to say – I'm going to reply to something you just said. You said a weak offensive line, Matthew. Yeah, our offensive line had a whole bunch of no names, but you know – 
where our offensive line finished. Since you bring it up, since we want to bring up pro football focus, you know what the offensive line finished at the end of the season and see the rankings? I know where it finished. It finished six, Matthew, on a pro football focus offensive line rating. Yes. And you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay, okay. I thought you were going to say something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I'm getting cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Gibson, like, yeah, I like what you said. I mean, he's gonna develop over time. He's not a complete running back yet. I mean, granted, he did play receiver in in college. So last year really was his first year out there actually playing as running back and did an amazing job. He's a pure pass catcher. You want to be honest, he got the potential to be the best pass catching back in the league if he keeps developing. Terry is a dog. And then the thing, bro, you should have saw it. I'm like, you, I see your face, but you should have saw it, man. You should have, bro, you should have saw it. He was a receiver, bro. Some of the catches he made were unreal at running back, bro. As a thing about it, one thing but about I'm it, saying I to be the best one. I said if he, conti- if he has be the, the best potential, one, though, come on. He has the potential. Pure pass catching. I, bro, we had him lined I up. Him and, were, him and J.D. McKissick were, him and J.D. McKissick were lined up and slot half the time, man. Off of pure potential, he has the ability. I can say that CMC, Saquon, Dalvin Cook, the rest of them, the rest of them, they were been have been running back. This dude is coming from receiver to running back. So of course he's has the potential to be the best pass catching if he can keep developing. He also became towards the middle of the season developed into a better runner of the football. So he got potential and he's developing. Now the thing I don't got to say about Terry, man. Terry's a dog. Eleven hundred yards. The first two seasons of his career with a good six, seven different quarterbacks, man. And that's what I'm saying. My guy's going through Josh Johnson, Mark Sanchez, Case Keenum, uh, Alex Smith, Kyle Allen. I can keep going on. Steve Nelson, Taylor Heineke. Yeah, and to have to produce, have two thousand yard seasons. I'm not saying that he's D Hop, but at the end of the day, it's kind of a similar situation. Is D-Hop in Houston for the longest had so many different quarterbacks who were still putting up numbers because of talent alone. Yeah, I do want to see the touchdown numbers go up. But, I mean, if you act, I, I watched every game. So you just watch the games. And a lot of times the passes that Terry were catching, they weren't necessarily, necessarily touchdown passes. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the – to be honest, a couple, several games, a lot of our touchdowns we had – a lot of our touchdowns we had mostly rushing touchdowns. Then, you know, Antonio Gibson, along with his other numbers, he had double-digit rushing touchdowns, and a lot of those were short yardage touchdowns. So we get the ball within the five-yard line, and then we have to rush it in with Antonio Gibson. So that's where all those touchdowns came. Antonio Gibson had a lot of rushing touchdowns last year just because of that. So at the end of the day, Terry would get us down the field, but a lot of times the offense, we got Scott Turner's offense. Scott Turner's offense is not necessarily – it's not like a Bruce Arians offense where we finna throw it down the field. Uh, Scott Turner is a pure West Coast offense. He's throwing bubble routes. He's throwing um, he's throwing flat routes. He's throwing Texas routes to the running back. That's one reason J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson had great years because they got the ball almost every play. Only time Terry and the other receivers got the ball is when if they were just slap open. And a lot of times when they were, Kyle Allen and Kyle, well, Kyle Allen and Dwayne Haskins, forgot about him, they couldn't get him the ball. He didn't start – Terry honestly didn't start – actually catching passes until Alex Smith took over halfway through the season. And so, yeah, the defensive line, you already said that. You gave – that's the one part you did respect about us, man. The defensive line is elite. But then our secondary got a lot better, man. 
Secondary got a lot better. We still got Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller is a really, really good corner, man. Honestly, he led the he led the NFL in interceptions halfway through the season until Xavier Howard came by and swooped past him. Um, Cam Curl, great young piece. You know what I'm saying? I wish he would start. I hope he does start. But then we do also have Big Landon Collins coming back. Now him, he would be perfect in a Jamal Adams type role, uh, a sub linebacker kind of coming in. But he doesn't want that role. He want to play safety, but can't cover a lick. So, but he's still a good football player, and he can tackle. One of the best tacklers on the team. You come in also. We got William Jackson, who was a great, was a, was a really, really good corner from uh, Cincinnati. And, and interception numbers don't show it, but the deflections do. You know what I'm saying? So overall, our team got a, got a couple of rookies. You know what I'm saying? Jamin Davis coming in, middle linebacker. That's what was one of our weakest spots of the defense. So hopefully he comes in and produce. But overall, I don't think that. Oh yeah, and Logan Thomas, and he came in and he's started producing. We picked up my boy Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel would be a nice piece. And I honestly predict Terry's best season will come this year just for the plain and simple fact that he finally has another receiver on the other side of him that has similar abilities, and he has a quarterback that fits magic. Whether he will throw an interception or not, he ain't scared to get you the ball. That's one thing we've struggled with the past. Kyle Allen, Josh Johnson, Dwayne Haskins. Well, not Dwayne Haskins. He wasn't scared to throw a pick at all. But you get what I'm saying. They're not going to throw the ball down the field. It was a lot of check downs. Alex Smith showed wasn't about to throw the ball down the field. It was check down every play. But Fitzmagic, whether good for the good or bad, Fitzmagic will throw the ball down the field. And you saw what happened last year in that play when he was that play against the Vitals, I mean the Raiders. You saw what happened. So he'll get the ball on the field. So I feel like Terry will have a great season. We picked up a lot of other receivers too, a young good receivers. Got this one guy. Just remember one, one guy. Just remember his name. His name is Diami Brown. Came from. Uh, University of North Carolina. Dude is a speedster, about 6'3", and I feel like he's going to be something, man. It's just I, I see the potential. And you're saying that the Cowboys, I don't, I don't, I don't care what anybody say. When somebody picks the Cowboys, it just infuriates me. It's just, it just lights something under me, man. Like Dak, I love Dak just because he's from this area, man. I like Dak as a quarterback. I don't think Dallas deserves Dak Prescott. I don't. The way that Jerry Jones has treated him over the past few years, I don't believe he deserved it. If I was him, I would have left and probably came to Washington, but it is what it is. I just don't see it. You can say it. Okay, their defense was treacherous. It was terrible last year. I don't see Dan Quinn who was the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks during the Legion of Boom era, I don't see him making that much of a difference. The fact is that Dan Quinn ran a cover three because now it's a Seahawks staple, the Seahawks staple, cover three set defense, and he also had Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright. I can keep going. Does he have a Bobby Wagner? Is Jalen Smith a Bobby Wagner? I don't even remember. Is, 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 Tra- is Trevon Diggs a um, – is he a Richard Sherman? Do they have an Earl Thomas or Cam Chancellor, Matthew? No, they don't. So I don't know if it will make that much of a difference. Part of the issue was last year not necessarily the defense. Of course, they did call some defensive sets in the formations they were running were kind of wonky. But a lot of – it was the players. A lot of times it wasn't even the coaching last year with the Cowboys. Now, Mike McCarthy, you know what I'm saying – of course, he has his flaws, but a lot of times it was the players. The players lacked the drive, and I don't think a Dan Quinn is going to come in and all of a sudden push this team. You should see the game. Like I'm not even a Cowboys fan, but I felt I'm a fan, but I felt bad for the Cowboys when we played them. We whooped them two times in a row. 
Literally, they gave up almost at halftime, Matthew. Antonio Gibson, they let him run all over him. They just lacked the drive. And I don't think that's something that a different coach or a couple of different players is going to change. So, no, I do. I disagree completely, man. I feel like, of course, we do have the division winning schedule, so it's the hardest division, the hardest schedule. But I don't think that the Cowboys are going to beat us when it comes to winning the division. I don't think that. Now, the offense will be great. And then you can see got the question mark of that. That literally is coming back, playing, practicing, everything. Another injury. And I think it was like a shoulder or muscle strain. And I'm going to be honest with you. When it comes to shoulders and muscles, shoulders and muscles near the shoulder, that's usually one of the most hindering, limiting um, injuries for a quarterback. So who knows what Dak is going to be? And right now, I don't, I don't think I know who that backup quarterback is because Andy Dalton ain't there no more. So if Dak doesn't play to the full potential. You really think that Zeke and CeeDee Lamb was going to be enough to kind of lead that offense? Now, with that, this, the offense is great. But without them, you saw what happened last year, though, Matthew. No, I mean, that's all I got to say, man. You got me worked up a little bit, bro. couple things down. Let's break a couple things down that you said. So, you talked about their schedule, right? And, um, and when I the thing about it, when I was breaking down their schedule, the thing I literally put on my notes was I put a bracket over from week five all the way into their bye week to week ten. Their schedule, let me break it down for you. They go so they start to they start the year off kind of soft. They go they they go against the Chargers though. Chargers supposed to be a team this year. They go against the Giants. I got them winning that game, but then they got to play Buffalo. Then they got another week game. They play Atlanta. After they play Atlanta, so coming out their first four games, they can easily be two and two, easily be two and two after those first four games. But going into that, that after that, they got the Saints, they got the Chiefs, they got Green Bay, they got Denver, then they got Tampa Bay. People may be like, "Oh, Denver and New England ain't nothing." New England ain't. I mean, not New England, but New Orleans. They they dealing with what they dealing with right now. They lost Drew. They just lost Mike T. Um, but they still New Orleans at the end of the day. Chiefs, Green Bay, back to back. Those could be two L's back to back. You're going, you're going to the Chiefs. I mean, you, you're playing Chiefs at home, then you're going to Green Bay. That could be two L's back to back. Then after you go into the bye, as soon as you come off the bye, you play Tampa Bay. Those three teams that you're playing within four weeks are probably the best three teams in the whole NFL. All three of those could be L's, and I already gave y'all two L's to start the week on week on going into week four. The only good thing on your side, the good thing on your side is y'all playing the NFC East, so y'all can lose y'all can lose eight games and still win the division. That's the only good thing about it. Y'all can lose eight games. Y'all y'all proved it last year by losing nine games and making it to the playoffs. So y'all can still lose eight games making the division. That's why I got you. I got y'all going nine to eight. And all your points about the Cowboys are valid. I respect them. And everything you said is 100%. I ain't going to say 100% true, but 100% noted. <laughs> but let's talk about how you said Terry dealing with things and he dealing with all these quarterbacks, and that's why his numbers do what they will. Hop, don't don't compare him to Hop. Hop dealt with multiple quarterbacks, and Hop got 10-plus touchdowns multiple times with all kind of quarterbacks. So don't compare him to Hop. But I want to talk about the point about you said Antonio Gibson could be the best pass catcher. That's that's total lunacy he is a good running back i give him that to switch over from wide receiver to running back is amazing to play wide receiver in college switch over to running back and put up the numbers that he put up 
795 yards, damn near 800 yards with 11 touchdowns and 247 yards uh, receiving. Man, you can't, you can't, like, you can't, you can't, you know what I'm saying? You can't complain about that. That's 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 what you need from a rookie running back to step in in a position that he never played before after playing wide receiver in, in um in college. So I agree with that. Terry, the thing about Terry, I respect Terry. I think Terry's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I don't got him really top ten, but I think he's still one of the best. He probably he probably low top fifteen. He probably between that fifteen to twenty range in my book. But he's he's definitely he's definitely he's definitely a good. I definitely respect him as a wide receiver and I like him. But you talking about a number two. You really trust Curtis Samuel? Do you trust Curtis Samuel as to be your number two? I don't, and I'm not even a fan of y'all. I don't trust Curtis Samuel, but we're going to see what he does. Last season he played with uh, Carolina. He did have a good year. I would give him that. I would give him that. He had a, he had a good year. He had a decent year. I'm not going to say he had like an all-time year. But he had seven, 77 receptions for eight, 851 yards with three touchdowns. So that's a good year. He's going to be – but I like Logan too. So it, it's just a lot of question marks on your team. Defense is outstanding. I'm not even going to hold you about the defense. That defense is going to be crazy. Like you said, Collins, he got he to decide what he going to do for, as far as what position he's going to play. Um, I think he should just stay at that strong, stay, strong safety position. Let Cam Curl play that free safety position. Then y'all can run y'all cornerbacks at people and go from there, like Kendall Fuller and the rest of y'all, um, like um, Benjamin Benjamin Justin and the rest of y'all cornerbacks. Let them run out and, and run at run at people. But um, and with Will Jacks too, Will Jackson, all those guys. Defense is un- elite. Defense is defense may be top five in the whole NFL. Defense is elite. But it's just I'm I'm just nervous about your offense, man. I'm just being honest, man. I'm just nervous about your offense. I'm just that's all that's my only that's my only trepidation against the Washington football team. That's why I got y'all going nine and eight. And I really got y'all one game behind the Cowboys because I feel like it could go either way. But I had to make a decision and I made a decision. But I feel like it can go either way. Yeah, but I mean I'm not saying I'm okay, listen. Correction. I'm not saying that Antonio Gibson is gonna be Saquon, CMC. I'm not saying that because I don't see the same type of explosion as I do those two. But what I'm saying is, having made the transition from receiver, seeing him line up at receiver, catching some of the passes, I have, I do, just based off of skill and potential, I do see him being the best. I'm not saying the best running back, but the best pass catching running back. Now, I can see him come. He came out the backfield and made better catches than 90% of the receivers. But what I am saying about Curtis Samuel, I'm not saying that I completely trust him to be that number two that's going to go out there and give. A hundred, a thousand yards, or close to a thousand yards, along with Terry's thousand yards. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is, last year one of the issues we had with our offense was we had issues that Alex Smith was not going to throw the ball down the field. Everybody knew that. So check down. A lot of teams were literally sitting out there playing cover two, playing hard flats just on us the whole game. But one of the issues was outside of Terry, we had no other options or weapons at receiver. Now, we handled that now. We got a couple speedsters, and we got Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel, even if he comes in and gives us 500 receiving yards, Curtis Samuel, what I'm saying is he'll take a lot of that off of Curtis, I mean, off of Terry. Literally, Matthew, but we were playing the Buccaneers last year in the playoffs. You know who they covered most of that game, Terry by himself. Cam Sims, he made a play every blue moon. The other guys – Outside of Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick, we literally were no threat when it came to the wide-out position. But I'm not saying that Curtis is going to be 
uh, Eric Decker to Demarius Thomas or uh, Alshon Jeffrey to Brandon Marshall or vice versa. What I'm saying is Curtis Samuel will take pressure. They're, they won't be able to sit there and sit back and hold on to Terry the whole game by himself because Curtis is on the other side and probably is just as fast. That's what I'm saying. And the other young receivers he brought in, literally our offense was stagnant. Bro, a lot of times when we played the Steelers, the game we came back and won, the upset of the year. Bro, they literally had Minka Fitzpatrick and two other corners, I and Terry, the whole game and had no threat to the other side. Part of the reason we won, because Cam Sims did made him make a miraculous play. But I feel like I'm not saying he's going to be top two, top three duo in the league, but that addition – and plus – All right, question. Question for you. Question for you. Yeah. Question for you. I'm going to stop you right there. What What's their record going to be then for the season? I say we take that 10 and 7 spot, bro. I say that Washington so has y'all, the potential y'all going 10 to and seven, and, the, and you got Dallas finishing. Yeah, under us, I say eight or nine games for Dallas, just because I don't know this question marks behind Dak Prescott, and then honestly, all these question marks behind Ryan Fitzpatrick too. But that our season depends on quarterback play as well. And mainly, what I'm saying is like I I, I believe that we have the power. I know you said it's a lot of hard games. Like of course, I know the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, the Packers. We got a, we got a tough schedule. But I do believe that during the regular season, we have the potential to upset one or two of those teams and bump the record up a little bit more. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to beat – for sure that we're going to beat the Buccaneers or beat the Chiefs or anything, but it's possible. I can't say it's possible. Now, I know that that's a rivalry, but, I mean, didn't the Raiders kind of upset the Chiefs last year? The Buccaneers lost a lot of games during the regular season last year that they weren't supposed to lose. So, yes, I kind of see they are. I think, I think those are probably the two best teams in the league, but I do think that we are able to beat that. And I think that we also have the potential to take that New Orleans game if we if everything falls into place because I do not trust Jameis Winston. I do not trust Taysom Hill. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. So, we, we, I ain't going to hold everybody that's listening. We're going to jump right into the next team. Dallas Cowboys. Of course, that's who I got finishing with the best record, as, as a lot of people do. Most people got most people got uh, Dallas or the Washington football team finishing second, and some people some people sneakily got uh, the Giants up there. So I, I can't be mad at any of the three, honestly. Um, it can it can swing anyway. That's how close to this division is. Um, Pro Football Focus has the Dallas Cowboys ranked roster eighth. So you was you was going crazy about the Pro Football Focus ranking. They got the Cowboys ranked roster eight going into the season. Um, Dak got his contract. He's not playing. For, he's not playing on a whimsy deal no more. He's got his. He locked up on his deal. Um, I feel like they have the most explosive um, receiving court in the whole NFL. Not the deepest, not the best, just the most explosive with the considering their quarterback, who their, their running back is, and who the receivers they have. I feel like they have the most explosive. Um, receiving court in the field with Lamb, Coop, and um and um Gallup. I feel like that's the best receiving court in the whole NFL. Secondary is the biggest question, man. Secondary, they they have sucked at secondary for years. And I'm being honest with y'all listening. My mom is a Cowboys fan. Die hard, been with her whole life. My grandmother was a Cowboys fan. It skipped me because I'm not a Cowboys fan. But um 
ever since I've been watching the Cowboys since I was a kid, man, they have had a bad secondary. I remember they were talking about how they had a bad secondary and they had Roy Williams back in the day when he was back there playing safety for them. Then they went out and got Morris Claiborne one year. Then they finally got a good sec a cornerback. They got uh Byron Jones and he left because he had to get he got paid by somebody else and they had the money to pay him. So it's just like their secondary has sucked for years. Um the big thing, the big thing, the major thing about their defense is gonna be can their players that they paid on defense step up and be leaders and play what got played to the level that got them that money. So the players I'm talking about, D Law, come on, man. You playing D uh you play that a tackle position, Demarcus Lawrence, man. That's on, that's exactly for people that don't know who D Law is. Come on, man. You it's time for you to step up and and, and do something on that defensive side. Uh Jalen Smith was another one that got paid. Uh, he he played he played it on Notre Dame. He got hurt the last game of the season, Notre Dame. So he fell in the draft. The Cowboys took a chance on him. He set out the whole year, came back the next year, played amazing since then, and now he kind of fell off ever since he got paid. But now it's time for him to step up and play into that money. Um, the other line, uh, the other uh, linebacker they have that that wants a new deal, and they decided to opt out his fifth year, so he's playing for a contract right now, Vanderich. So Vanderich, it's your time to step up too, man. You got I can't just say stay healthy like you got control of your stuff staying healthy, but you could put yourself in the best position to stay healthy by doing the right things off the field and on the field to make sure you stay healthy as far as nutrition, working out, anything else that goes into that to make sure you're staying 100 percent healthy as possible to your ability. So yeah, man, they got Vanderich that's looking for a new deal. But um, outside of that, man, the defense is not that deep. Um, we're gonna see how they play, but those players like that, they gotta step up and be those guys for that team. Because man, the offense is set. You got Zeke coming back. Zeke may have a a, a shake back here, like he had he had his first year in the NFL as a rookie. You talking about rookie season about Shaquan? Zeke had a crazy rookie year as well. But Zeke, uh, they was they were saying you was overweight last year, man. They were saying you got fat, you got sluggish, you wasn't the same, you wasn't hungry no more, Zeke. And I ain't, I ain't say nothing to Zeke. I'm just saying what the people said. So don't don't come for me. I'm just saying what the people say, Zeke. And um. If we go back to your rookie season, man, you had an amazing rookie season. Amazing, sixteen hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns. Your rookie season, man, three hundred and sixty-three yards receiving, y'all. Man, come on, Z, you was amazing. And ever since then, you just fell off, man. If we go into your sophomore year, you only played ten games because of everything you was dealing with. Um, fifteen games after that, and you went for another fourteen hundred yards. Then you came into twenty nineteen. You put you played all sixteen games, put up thirteen hundred yards, put twelve touchdowns. But this last season, man, you played 15 out of 16 games. You didn't even crack a thousand yards, and you only had six touchdowns. So it's like every year you're declining in stats, Zeke. And um, you got your money, you got paid, you locked up for a long time. Uh, for a long time you locked up, and now it's like, did that money kind of make you soft, or are you just declining as a player? Um, they got you. You locked up for a minute. They do got a potential out for you in your contract in about two seasons. So you you got to be careful with that. But outside of that, Zeke, I, uh, you gotta you gotta do better. But I ain't gonna put it all on you. Cause Coop, Amari Cooper, man, you got paid as well, man, and you didn't have the best of season last season. Not not no number one receiver type year to be the top top five top three highest paid receiver in the field. You got to step up too, man. You got to go be that number one guy for them and um and then lead them. On the offensive side, as a wide receiver, you got you got Amari. You, you Amari, I'm tripping. You got CD. You got Michael Gallup. The, the both dudes are amazing, but you got to be that lead guy. You got to step up. I know you a nonchalant kind of guy. You more relaxed. You chill. Yada yada yada. But now you got to step up, man. 1100 yards and five touchdowns. Not gonna get it done. Um, to be the number one guy. And it's and it's really it's really not your stats. I'm gonna say that it's really not your stats. 
because I ain't ninety-two receptions and eleven hundred yards, five touchdowns. You got to prove that it's not bad. Because we we were just bragging about how Terry has similar numbers, and we were talking about how great he is. It's your impact, Coop. The impact you make on the games. It seems like it's like you remind me of a, a score in basketball that put up twenty a game, and you look up and the team's down by thirty. He's like, did that 20 even amount to something? Then you got players out here that put up 15 in game, and that impact they had on that team got them up by five. Somebody that come to mind is like Chris Paul that could put up like 16, 17 points, but his impact on the team is just so much winning. And your stats are not making an impact to us winning, and that's why I'm saying that you 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 have games where you put up 100 yards, then you'll turn turn you'll disappear two games straight, then you come back and put up another 100 yards. It's just like. Like, come on, man. You got to have some some of that grit and grind to get out there and ball every day. So that's my biggest thing about the Cowboys, man. That's coming back. And like you said, the biggest red flag on the whole organization is that shoulder for Zach, for Dak, man. They they need that shoulder to be right. If it's not right, I mean, you nurse bay. So you know all about those injuries and all about all those kind of genetics and and muscles and bones. You know all about that. So I'm a, you could talk about that. But as far as what I know – Dak, that shoulder got to be right, man. If that shoulder's not right, the whole season is going down. And um, it's going to go down just like it went down last season, man, when y'all went 6-10. and 10. Y'all, almost got, y'all almost stuck it to the playoff last season, but y'all went 6-10. Six and, six and 10. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is y'all bringing in um on Parsons. Makai Parsons, I feel like that was a steal. I feel like he's not – if not the, the, the best defensive player in the draft, he's definitely uh top three, and we're going to see how he does. Um, but that's all I got to say about the Cowboys, man. I'm going to let Zay get in there and see what he has to say because uh, it's, it's, it's definitely it's definitely tough on the, on the defensive side. But their offense, crazy. Go yeah, ahead, yeah, I agree. It was like, that's what I, I said earlier is this, you got players like Trevon Diggs. We have a lot of potential, but they're not necessarily like he was getting out, he was getting out there getting dusted last year by a lot of players, man. Like I remember one play, bro. Uh, he was just stuck. Terry just dusted right past him, man. I'm going to watch the fans. So, of course, I liked it. But as a Cowboys fan, I would have been like, boy, dude, what you doing? Like, he literally was just standing there, and Terry was down the field for a touchdown. Um, but they have a lot of big questions. I think Michael Parsons, yeah, I think he would is going to provide a spark, kind of a, a hunger like, a, like that he's going to motivate. You know what I'm saying? He's going to bring that energy, similar to the way Chase Young did for us. You know what I'm saying? Chase Young came in and kind of, in a way, our defense is already pretty good, but they came in and along with, okay, the changes of Jack, Jack DeRio revitalized the energy of that team. And I feel like Michael Parsons has the potential to do that for Cal, for the Cowboys. Now, the secondary, I don't think that really will be good again this year. They're, what they're going to have to get their bread, their bread and butter is going to have to be in the interior. It's going to have to be the box. It's going to have to be Demarcus Lawrence, with Michael Parsons, uh, Leighton Vander Esch. It's going to have to be those guys because the secondary I don't think will be as great. Um, last year, I kind of wanted them to go after my, uh, Earl Thomas after all that drama with him happened. I know it may not have been a good idea at the time, but it provided a little bit of stability at that safety position for him. Um, it's a couple of guys. Like Earl Thomas is on the older side, but when it comes to the leadership, bringing that hunger, that dog back into that little that lot, that Cowboys secondary and locker room and defense, I think that's somebody that they could have used. Um, offense, yeah, man. I'm gonna be honest. If the offensive line gets back to the way they used to be, man, it's crazy. The offensive line have had a great. The Cowboys have had a good offensive line my whole life. They've had a good offensive line my whole life, and part of the reason why Zeke had that amazing rookie season, but you had Zach Martin. You had just like you had Tyron Smith. You just 
the all five starting offensive linemen were Pro Bowl level. And then I really believe that their, their offense goes along with – I can't even think it comes and goes with that. Because, like you said, Amari didn't have the best you – know, he had 1,100 yards. You know, it's pretty good. And you said, like, the impact. But also, I believe that a lot of that had to do with the fact that the quarterback play. Similar to Alex Smith, Andy Dalton doesn't have that same level of confidence or the same play style as Dak Prescott always had. Now, if Dak would have been there the whole season, I believe we had a different conversation right now. But the fact is, Andy Dalton, although he's a good quarterback, I don't believe that he's never the best. I think he was low-key a little bit underrated, even in Cincinnati. But the way that he ran the offense was a little bit different, just based off the eye test. It was just a little bit different from the way that they normally ran their offense. And then the fact that Andy Dalton didn't really have much help from Zeke, now, as you said, Zeke did seem like he kind of lost his step. Now, I know that's Zeke was one of my favorite running backs, so I feel, even though he was on the Cowboys. Kind of seemed like he's lost his step. But overall, off the line comes back. Um, Zeke comes back. And Zeke, I'm not saying Zeke has to come back and get another 1,600 yard a year. But if Zeke can get 1,000, just 1,000, maybe seven, eight touchdowns, I believe that would be enough to take pressure off of Dak Prescott enough for them to have a pretty good season along with the fact that they have a very deep receiving core, man. And Dak is one of the guys, man, Dak going to throw it down the field. That's one thing. He's not scared to throw it down the field. That's what I'm saying. It all comes and goes with Dak. Now, if Dak is not playing, I don't think the Cowboys are able to win. With all the weapons, I don't think they'll be able to win. The only way that they'll be able to win without Dak being there is if Zeke goes back to rookie year Zeke and is carrying the offense and moving the ball down the field. If that does not happen – then I don't think that the Cowboys will have that great of a season. Um, overall, I think that they're and, – and also another part, part of it is in their division, they had the worst defense by far. We talk about the Eagles' defense. The Eagles' defense was not that great. The Eagles' defense won this because of injuries. And if when healthy, the Eagles' defense is actually a pretty good defense. Washington – Great defense. Giants, great defense. And then you got the Cowboys are sitting here lacking. When they played all those teams, you want to be honest, they struggled because of that reason. You know what I'm saying? They're, they struggled because of that reason. The only reason, and honestly, I don't know how on Thanksgiving we put that many points up on the Cowboys. That's how, and it's because we had a terrible offense last year, Matt. But then that just goes to show you how bad the Cowboys defense is. We put up like 50. Even although some of that wasn't – a couple of them weren't. They were defensive touchdowns. We still put up at least 30 points. And our offense throughout the season could barely put up 20 a game, Matt. Could barely. A lot of games we came out with 15 points. And a lot of them weren't even offensive touchdowns. It was all defensive touchdowns. So, but the Cowboys have a lot of potential. And I just think the way that they have been drafting in the past and the future is kind of like the Jerry Jones effect. Now, Jerry Jones has done wonders for the team in certain aspects, but it's just – the players he chooses, the way he chooses players does not work. So I think they got to change something up to get that glory back from what they used to do be. Like when back in the day, bro, I probably like from even the Cowboys, like you said, growing up, we've never seen a, a good Cowboy secondary. But that used to be one of the things that the Cowboys were known for. Cowboys are known for a run game, defense, and defense defensive back, man, back in prime time and the rest of them. So it's just to see that come back, they're going to have to change the way that they do things, man, and kind of be a little bit more flexible, mainly the Jones family. I agree. I agree. I like all that. So, so yeah, we, we we pretty much on the same page for the most part, Zay. Like, we just 
we just differ on what we've got the Yelf watching the football team finishing and I got the Cowboys. I got them one literally one game ahead of y'all. I feel like it can go either way. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if y'all got in, but I ain't gonna hear this one bit. I'm gonna stand on what I said and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with the Cowboys, but it's definitely gonna be uh it's definitely gonna be interesting to see this, this season unfold, especially if Dak is dealing with that shoulder injury all year, man. That's gonna be a nagging, nagging injury that you don't want to deal with all season. So we're gonna see how how he does with that. So just to get into that's gonna be it for the um the the breakdown of the uh NFC division, NFC uh, East Division. Um just a recap. Um I'm gonna go from the top to the bottom now since everybody know what's going on. Uh, we got the Cowboys. What well, me? I got the Cowboys finishing first. They got the, the uh, Washington football team finishing first. Both got them going ten to seven. Um, I got the Washington football team finishing second at nine and eight. They got the Cowboys finishing second. Then we then we both agree on the Eagles and the Giants both finishing at the bottom of the division. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting division. Um, it always is. It, it always is every year because that that's like the most talked about division every year. Though. Whenever you and whenever the the Sunday is over. We come into Monday. Most all shows are leading with topics about the NFC East. Like the NFC is controls the airwaves of uh, most national syndicated shows and especially the local shows. So yeah, man. So that's gonna be it for that, man. But we're not done. We're not done, y'all. You know what's gonna happen. Y'all know what it is. I gotta put Zay in the house of hot takes. And I gotta give Zay five quick questions, man. And we're gonna see how he does with these five quick questions, man. It's gonna be quick. And like I said, the house hit well, before we continue, DJ dropped that beat. All right, before we continue, man, um, Zay, I'm just letting you know five quick questions. You got 30 seconds to a minute to answer. These are not long, engaged answers. 30 seconds to one minute to answer. I may ask you a follow-up question just if you shock me enough. But um, it's going to be five questions. Right? So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's get it, man. The first question is going to be, is Dak Prescott a top eight quarterback? If you need a second to list your quarterbacks, go ahead. But if Dak, is Dak Prescott a top eight quarterback in the NFL? No. No. I, I don't believe he's a top eight. I don't believe he's top eight. I don't. I just, uh, I just named seven in my head, and I just, I, re- I think there's somebody I'm missing. But if I can name seven in my head, that is, I don't think that is top three. <laughs> okay, okay, I agree, I agree. I don't think he's top eight either. I think he, I think he borderline top ten, right? Like he around that ten to thirteen range. Yeah, in, in my book. All right, next question. Now another quarterback question. Do you believe Jalen Hurts? Can be a franchise quarterback. I do, and I stand by it. He got the right developmental staff alongside Jalen Hurts and give him a little time because he is kind of he does have some areas that he needs to work on. He can be that. He can have that type of impact. Whether it's the mix of running the ball or passing the ball, he can have that type of impact on the team. So I do believe he can be a franchise quarterback. I believe he can at the lowest he'll be at the Ryan Tannehill level player. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that. All right, third question. This one gonna throw you for a loop. Unless you've been thinking about it already. Third question: What should the Washington Football Team next name be? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I never. I really haven't even thought about this. But I just like, okay, whatever it is, it is. But I just don't want to stay the Washington Football Team. Uh, I know I saw some names like you don't you, you don't like it being watching. I don't. 
I don't. It's unique, but it's not unique to me in the right way. I don't like that. I don't like it. I, I want to name a mascot identity. Like I know one thing. One name I used to like when it first started coming up with the Red Wolves or something dealing with that. Um, Initially, at first, I said the Reds. Kind of like the Cincinnati Reds and all this other stuff. I said just a simple simple Reds. You can keep your colors. You can keep everything and just kind of do something with that. So I don't really know. Maybe a little basic, but I don't know, y'all. Like, that's, that's probably my best two I can think of. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And the only reason I ask you, you know, that, uh, that recently the MLB, the MLB team just changed their name. So we're going we're gonna to keep going, though. Next question. Next question. Another quarterback question. Quarterbacks are running this hot house topic today. Will this be Daniel, Daniel Jones last season in New York as a starting quarterback? I hate to say it because I love him more quarterbacks, but I really think it is. It's crazy because I feel like he has the intangibles to be a great quarterback. I mean, the body, he can run, everything, but. I think a lot of the issues with him alongside Dwayne Haskins is mental. And it may not be the same mental issues, but it's something going on with Daniel Jones. And it may not even just be him. It may be the staff that he's with. You know, so some quarterbacks, maybe like Andy Reid or Bruce Arians, maybe had to bring the best up out of him. But I just don't think that – I think that he'll be on another team. He'll maybe play better on another team. Similar to how Tannehill is. You know That's always great as that one. Cool, cool, cool. All right, last question, last question. We, we just had a whole 20-minute debate about this, so I need you to stand on this next question. Name your top five running backs in the NFL. All right. That is five to one. From five to one. Mm. Nick Chubb. My bad, my bad, my bad. No, 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 my bad. No, no, my bad, my bad. Do, you, can do, you can do one to five. My bad. Go ahead. One okay. to five. That'd be Derrick Henry. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, and Nick Chubb. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Honorable mention. I like that. Honorable mention Dalvin Cook. So. <laughs> How about to say the one, the one you only really left out that I uh that most people be like what? Dalvin Cook, and I, but I don't know how you feel about Zeke, and I don't know how you feel about Aaron Jones either. Though, so I don't. I mean, Aaron. Jones, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Aaron Jones top five, but Zeke can be top five. But based on last year, he's not. And Dalvin Cook is kind of right in that little area with the uh, Nick Chubbs and the Alvin Kamara's to me. So everybody all Nick and Nick. I could I could have replaced Nick Chubb with Dalvin Cook if I wanted to. But yeah. Okay, yeah, you got, yeah, yeah. Some up and coming running backs though, like your boy, um, Antonio Gibson. I feel like, um, I feel like Jonathan Taylor gonna be a pretty good back. I mean, the, the Carson Wentz thing is kind of up in the air now since he's about to deal with his injury and he just had the surgery. Okay, he's gonna be but uh, Jonathan Taylor's a real <laughs> five to fourteen week man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's done. Uh, you, you heard of DeAndre DeAndre Swift up there in Detroit? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Smith, Will, Akers. Um, what's the name too? Um, uh, JK, uh, JK, uh, Dobbins and yeah. uh, the Ravens, and um, a Joe Mixon. He's, he's always productive every year. Joe, Joe Mixon, Mixon and yeah. Josh get Jacobs in um, um, Vegas. Yeah, I like Chris Carson up in Seattle. Um, yeah, I like Chris Carson up in Seattle. You know, I'm always a, a Raheem Mostert fan, dude. 
is fast. And then Cam Akers, although he just got hurt, Cam Akers got potential to be a top five running back in the league too. So yeah, man, that's gonna be the if that's gonna be it for us, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. This was a nice, long, interesting conversation, dog. Zay, 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 Zay came at me today, y'all. He, he he didn't like some of the stuff I came with, so it's it's all good though. It's all good because I understand that I I like when people come on the episode and want to debate and want to go go at me about some of my certain takes because I because I know I can have um some some interesting takes on some interesting things. So I, I appreciate Zay coming on with me today. As always, y'all make sure y'all like, follow, share, subscribe, and um it, continue to share with your friends, man. Let somebody know, man. Just let one person know, man. We won't hurt you, man. And if you're listening, um, if you continue to listen, appreciate it. This has been Open Shot NFL Preview. Um, we got we closing up the um, NFC soon, and we're gonna be moving on to the AFC next. So yeah, man. Hopefully, y'all enjoying these uh, these podcast episodes and continue to listen, man. Thank you, thank you again, Zay. You got anything to say before we head out? Nah, bro. Thank you for having me again, man. I know that um, my takes were a little bit too much for you to have, bro. But um, it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, yeah, thank y'all again for listening. Peace.